0: Live it up. not that of a maestro more like that lizard from geico when i lick 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 you go psycho downtown i'm more famous than michael my game i gave it to go gene simmons of my time whoa got my control damn control up to your spine and back down to your toes melt you look mama like pile of mode. hot like the summer goodbye
1: to you. what's up everyone welcome to the xander effect i'm your host xander dames in entertainment news rihanna is back after four years of being on hiatus. She is back with new music. We're going to talk a little bit about that in sports. It looks like John Bones Jones cannot stay out of trouble after get, being arrested for a DWI in Albuquerque, New Mexico. We'll talk a little bit about that. And in video game news, Resident Evil Resistant Beta is postponed on the PS4 and Steam. We'll talk a little bit more about that. Plus, I have special guest David Gonzalez who is one of the creators of World of Dance that is gonna be hitting its fourth season on NBC. All that coming up, but first, let's start off with a little music by CC Penniston. Here is, finally, right here on the Sander Bag. was cc peniston's finally right here on the xander effect in entertainment news looks like rihanna fans have a little bit of a bittersweet taste in their mouth because although rihanna has come back after four years Of being on hiatus uh, it looks like she'll be just doing a collaboration with Party Next Door this is one of uh, Drake's artists of his label and uh, she's doing a collaboration with him she's featured in his new single that's that's coming out but not to fear not to fear Rihanna fans it looks like uh, it looks like the song is just the jump off to something bigger apparently uh, apparently Rihanna has been she actually she went ahead on social media and she revealed that she is working in the studio with the neptunes Pharrell williams and chad hugo hugo so more than likely we will be seeing uh we will be seeing rihanna's new album coming out sometime in the near future obviously with everything that's going on it seems like you know a lot of artists have a lot of time in their hands to record to write and everything so we will be seeing rihanna maybe come back with a brand new album very soon and a lot of fans are very happy about that because they haven't heard from her since she released Anti back in 2016. So, I mean, she's still been in the in the spotlight, but not in not doing anything musically. So, it seems like she needed this time off to go ahead and just, you know, regroup as many artists do and uh that's pretty much where she's at right now. So, looking forward to hearing some new music coming out of the Rihanna framework. In other entertainment news, another singer that's a little that uh, has a lot of time on her hands is Britney Spears as she went on to social media and joked that she actually can uh, do run the 100 meter dash faster than the fastest man in the world, Usain Bolt. I mean, obviously, and she went on Twitter or she went on social media saying that "Quote: Obviously, I was joking about running the 100-meter dash in 5.97 seconds. The world record is held by Usain Bolt, which is 9.58 seconds, which you better believe I'm coming for the world record. Hashtag joking. (laughs) So it seems like like Britney's just like, Really, really bored right now because she went on in the same post. She actually uh, posted something else, basically describing how bored she is at home right now. And it says, quote, Okay, I guess I'm bored in my home for two weeks of quarantine and I'm modeling dresses I never knew I had. I tried to screenshot a picture, but it didn't work. I realized I had my hair in a ponytail and no shoes. Anyhow, I got this cute video. I was tired of being still, so I got up to go dance in this orange dress. And do you know what I just realized today? That orange dress, or that orange, symbolizes wealth, success, stimulation, happiness, fun, balance, sexuality, enjoyment, expression, heat, sunshine, and warmth. And that's how I felt when I put it on. So it looks like looks like Britney Spears is trying to uh, make the most of what's going on in in this uh, in this in this in this in these times right now by just trying to. Have fun have a good time and get her mind off of a few things so good for her on that in other entertainment news obviously a lot of us uh, heard what what uh, Evangeline Lilly uh, said right when this crisis began and it was something that was very insensitive to many people to the point that there was an uproar uh about this, the, about what she had said, and to be like, it, it was just, it was just something that was so shocking to many people because she basically said that she's gonna still do what she wants to do. You know, she's immunocompromised. Her father has leukemia, and she's still gonna go out and, you know, and and and, and just, you know, do what she what, what her what she would regularly do. When at that time, it was it was uh, expressly, you know, suggested by many. Many, uh, many uh, people in the White House, many people uh, in the medical field, the CDC, to maintain staying at home. And there was even a hashtag that began called stay at home. She pretty much ignored that. Well. Thanks to that, thanks to her ignoring that, she got a lot of backlash on her social media. A lot of people were very upset uh, how insensitive and how how uh, irresponsible it was for her to say the things that she said. So she decided to retract her statement and offer an apology. And she, she posted uh, on Instagram with a picture of her doing like a game night with her family. And it says, quote, Hello, everyone. I am writing you from home where I have been social distancing since March 18th, when social distancing was instituted in the small community where I'm currently living. At the time of, of my March 16th post, the directives from the authorities here were that we not congregate in groups of more than 250 people, and that we wash our hands regularly, which we were doing. Two days later, those directives changed, and despite my intensive trepidation over the socioeconomic and political repercussions of this course of action, please know I am doing my part to flatten the curve, practicing social distancing and staying home with my family. I want to offer my sincere and heartfelt apology for the insensitivity I showed in my previous post to the very real suffering and fear that has gripped the world through COVID-19. Grandparents, parents, children, sisters, and brothers are dying. The world is rallying to find a way to stop this very real threat. And my ensuing silence has sent a dismissive, arrogant, and cryptic message. My direct and special apologies to those most affected by this pandemic. Pandemic. I never meant to hurt you when I wrote that post 10 days ago I thought I was infusing calm into the hysteria I can now I can see now that I am grieved by the ongoing loss of life and the impossible decisions medical workers around the world must make as they treat those affected I'm I am concerned for our communities small businesses and families living paycheck to paycheck and I am trying to follow responsible recommendations for how to help. Like many of you, I fear for the political aftermath of this pandemic, and I am praying for all of us. At the, at, the t- at the same time, I am heartened by the beauty and humanity I see so many people demonstrating toward one another in this vulnerable time. When I was grappling with my own fears over social distancing, one kind, wise, and gracious person said to me, quote, "'Do it out of love, not fear.'" And it helped me to realize my place in all of this. Sending love to all of you, even if you can't return it right now. E. L. So it looks like she 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 legitimately and honestly felt really bad about uh, what she had said, and because of that, she has decided to go ahead and apologize for a very insensitive, uh, you know, for, ins- for a very insensitive uh, quote that she was uh, that that she that was posted all over all over news outlets and all over social media. So that's good on her that she's finally understanding the severity of the situation and she's doing something about it. In other entertainment news, I had the opportunity to speak to one of the creators of world of dance david gonzalez and he basically uh, tells me he, he chats with me a little bit about how the concept of the show was created how it came how it came to be and where they want to go as they enter their fourth season on nbc but first before we get into that here is dirty machines bbfb right here on the Xander effect
0: I'm my precious and I'm fucking these bitches. First I'm burning on my precious and I'm fucking these bitches. I'll make you proud. Slap the hoes that turn me down. I did not come back this time to fuck around. Fucking all that shit I know. You're never gonna make it, kid. Let it go. Think what could have been. Think what could have been. When all the pain hits home, I'll make it all my own and shut you out again. Shut you out. Think I forgot well I didn't fuck you Here's a mic dick What you won't say What you won't do
1: Sick of paying dudes cause they only lead to you You and me saying You and me saying your mouth is robbed and my day. Never did I
0: care but what you say Bitches. First I'm running on my britches and I'm fucking these bitches, I'll make you proud Slap the hoes and tummy down, and then not come back this time to fuck around Talking all that shit I know, you're never gonna make it kid, let it go Think what could've been, think what could've been Talking all that shit
1: Xander Effect. I have uh, one of the founders of World of Dance, David Gonzalez. Here, how you doing, David? I'm doing great. How are you? Staying quarantined like the rest of the world. <laughs> I hear you. So, um, basically, like you, you are one of the founders of a huge, huge uh, show that is executive produced by Jennifer Lopez. Uh, before we get into that, how did you get started in this? I mean, were you always into uh, entertainment, dancing, things like that?
2: Yeah, no, I've been involved in live entertainment for 20 plus years, um, so I'm not foreign to the event business and concert business, and um, now, I guess, television business. Nice. So, were you, were you a dancer yourself? No, never, never really been a, on the dancing side. I'm more on the biz development side of, of creating the brands, mm-hmm. um, and uh, yeah, I used to actually do large car shows. At one point, we were doing something called Hot Import Nights. Oh, um, I remember Hot Import Nights. Yeah, so that was a show that was uh, traveling around the nation. And to be honest with you, the whole inspiration for World of Dance came from Hot Import Nights. Really? Uh, primarily, it's the same kind of concept. You know, you have car crews, you have car guys. They, they artistically display their cars and, you know, people pay a, a registration fee and then they, they display what their craft. And it's really the same model as, as a dance competition.
1: Wow, that is so amazing that it came from that. Like you and you you just you just one day started seeing, you know, uh, you know, uh, a good combination of dancing and cruising, things like that, and you just came up with a world of dance from there.
2: Yeah, I think that um one of the things I had learned in in uh making sure when you're gonna launch a, a brand, you, you want to make sure that the brand sounds larger than life from day one. So there was a lot of people that were talking to me about trying to, you know, do something in dance. And I had actually gone to multiple dance competitions, different kinds of events, different scenes and what I noticed is every community was sort of uh, a community of their own, mm-hmm. um, and no one was sort of bridging it together as one community and that's really where the idea of world of dance came from it's let's take these smaller dance niches like break dancing or urban choreography or you know crumping whatever they may have been at the time mm-hmm. let's take these small you know dance uh, scenes if you will let's put them under one banner the, the world of dance
1: that's awesome and, and you and you this is a combination of yourself uh Myron Martin T Sherpa and Michael McGinn
2: uh yeah I mean it, it's actually uh, Myron myself and um and uh Mike McGinn and Herman Flores I guess you would say we were kind of the original founding group and how did you guys all get together uh, most of us are, are we've been lifelong friends producing different different events so you know we've we've been together for some time I, I had a club promotion business called 21xl events um iron was a part of that so you know we've all kind of crossed paths over the last 20 years
1: oh that's interesting i actually was uh, i actually used to be a hollywood club promoter myself so <laughs> i did it for about a little over 10 years so i know exactly what you're talking about in that aspect
2: yeah are you uh you know are you <laughs> if you don't mind me asking yeah. What was your uh, the promotion name back then?
1: Oh man, I was a part of different types. I was part of uh, uh, B Thomas Hollywood with Brad Thomas. Um, okay, gotcha. I was a part of SBE for a while as well. Oh yeah, of course. Okay, so yeah, I was just it, I was more of a freelancer than anything. You know, I was just kind of all over the place. I I didn't have my own company. I just was a sub promoter uh, towards other other uh, promoting groups. I guess you might say um another one was uh another one was uh ben beck entertainment bbe entertainment i was with uh ben beck for a little while as well so yeah i've been i've been around the block (laughs) when it comes to like (laughs) promoting i've been all over the place man but i mean it's one of those things that i never actually uh got into trying what you do you know um i i was uh I was in the world, like, we were both in the world of entertainment, but obviously all of us go in different directions. You went more along the lines of of creating a worldwide phenomenon, which is world dance, you know, and create a television show. Other people, you know, opened up uh, restaurants. Me, I just went into radio, so <laughs> I kind of went into a different direction altogether anyway.
2: Well, you know, what matters is that we're, we're all passionate about what we do and, and we find our own paths, so well, that's great we're all passionate about entertaining.
1: That's, that's the bottom line, you know, regardless of any way you look at it, we're definitely all passionate about entertaining and you, you went ahead, you, you and the group of people that you were with, you guys went ahead and created something huge. How did you get, um, how did you get connected with Jennifer Lopez to become an executive producer of the show?
2: Yeah. Well, uh, well what's interesting is um, NBC universal was looking to develop their own television show. I think at the time, their working title was called Champions of Dance. Mm-hmm. Um, but in a lot of their research, uh, they kept on finding World of Dance in terms of um, a brand and kind of the YouTube presence that we had. So at one point in time, the NBC Universal team had contacted myself. We went in for a creative session. Um, Jennifer Lopez at the time happened to be, uh, had a scripted um, deal with a show, I think it was called Into the Blue. Mm -hmm. Um, which was more of a scripted series. And a lot of times when you have a scripted partnership or a non-scripted partnership, you get what's called a first right to the other side. So if you're scripted, you might get a first right to a non-scripted kind of program. Mm -hmm. Um, And since Jennifer was already on NBC with Into the Blue, she had a first right for a non-scripted opportunity and World of Dance obviously resonated with her. So that's kind of how the, the two came together.
1: Yeah, it does seem because, I mean, she comes from a dancing background as well. I mean, obviously that's where, that's how her career started was when she was in Unliving, In Living Color as one of the Fly Girls yeah. um, and she's been doing, she's been like, you know, pretty much in that type of genre. So yeah, this definitely would have resonated with her, I would imagine. Um, so you got Jennifer Lopez, you got everything going on. Are were you guys afraid? Because I mean, this came around at the same time that uh, Dancing with the Stars was going on. I mean, were you guys afraid about the competition of both the shows?
2: No, you know, from my perspective, I've never really looked at competition. I just look at the brand that that I'm building. Um, and, you know, what competition does is what they do. And what we do is what we do. Um, so it's not necessarily like an apples and oranges, like, you know, what are they doing on TV versus what are we doing on TV? The reality is the World Dance brand is so much larger than just the television show. Um, like I said, we've been around for 12 years. We produce 15 events. In the U.S., we license another 45 events internationally. We produce the World of Dance live TV tour. We were partners in the Jennifer Lopez It's My Birthday Tour. We are partners with the Dallas Mavericks, providing them their halftime entertainment as well as their timeout entertainment. So from a brand perspective, World of Dance is much bigger than just the TV show, although the TV show in itself is probably the shiniest object in, in the portfolio, if you will.
1: Yeah, obviously, because people, you know, it gets more, uh, more attention, there's more eyes on the TV show, and then the stuff that's obviously behind the scenes, but that's, that's, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, like you said, it is about the branding, and you guys seem to have a, lo- a larger branding, and larger fan base, in world, uh, world of dance. Um, you guys also have a fashion line, I believe, right?
2: Yeah, we do have a fashion line um, that's associated, but to be honest with you, that's more of a, a lifestyle you know, brand that is just part of the World of Dance ecosystem. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: Um, You know, backing up a little bit, even before TV, one of the things that I always knew is that when you have a successful event, you have to have event and media together to be a success. Um, That's always been part of a formula that I've understood. So in the early stages of developing World of Dance, you know, we were very early on developing our own YouTube channels um, and making sure the content that we had was accessible you know, to millions of people. Today, our YouTube channel has over a billion views um, and over 5 million subscribers, and that's outside of the television platform. Um, and one of the things that's very, very, very interesting to me is that in the years of YouTube's transition and music and content ID, which probably ties a little bit into your show and kind of the, the different you know, talents that you've interviewed, mm-hmm. um, music is the number one product of dance although there's not a direct link between music and dance, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, people dance to music, but the business of music is actually very separate from the business of dance. Um, and that's one of the things that in the, the generation to come or in the future years of World of Dance, that's one of the, the areas that we're trying to bridge. Um, just like Jennifer Lopez back in the day was a fly girl that became you know, the pop star that she is today, we now recognize that the World of Dance platform can be that incubator of, of dance talent looking to make the transition to be artistic talent. Um, and we're now putting the right pieces of the puzzle together so that we can have our own publishing division, our own record label, and develop our own stars. So is that
1: what you're, at this point, is that what you're mainly focused on? Or are you focused on maybe growing the YouTube channel even more? Or are you still growing in mainstream? I mean, which one's, which one's your focus at this point right now?
2: Well, as as a brand, you have to focus in multiple buckets. But, um, you know, the reality is television will continue to grow as it continues to air. Um, The YouTube presence will continue to grow only because the events feed into it. But like I said, from a content perspective, you can't really monetize YouTube properly if you don't own the content, which is where the music side is, you know, one of the areas that we're trying to grow. So we see it as an entire ecosystem. We don't see it as just one you know, situation. We we see the world of dance as a brand that has live events, that has social impact, and that has you know, quite frankly, the future pop stars right within our reach. Um, you know, a lot of dancers have actually started in dance to become you know, the pop stars they are today. And whether that's the Ushers, the Chris Browns, the Justin Timberlakes, or even you know, the JLos or the Beyonces, a lot of these people were dancers first and then became sort of the artists that they're known as today. That's so, very true. Yeah, you know, we believe we have the platform to recognize the artists early. And now with the social indicators around, you know, who actually is a brand before they've sort of become a brand, if you will, mm-hmm. you can kind of get a sense of like, who's moving in the right direction. Um, but even if they're moving in the right direction, they need the right support, they need the right infrastructure. You know, if they're a musician, they need the right producers, songwriters, um, you know, studio access, and so forth. And those are all the areas that that we're trying to Help as we sign people to our own label.
1: They need to be molded, in other words, pretty much. That's that's pretty much what you guys are doing.
2: Yeah, think of it as a modern day A and R, because in the larger sense, you know, a lot of the larger labels now don't put as much time and effort into developing the artists. Um, You know, they they want to take artists that are more of a sure shot and already developed at some level. So we look at it as, you know, let's fill that role because we have an ecosystem and a fan base internationally that can in a sense already grow an artist
1: true very true and i mean you guys and it's 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 amazing how you guys have like been touching like because it is world of dance so it's a worldwide uh you know a presence that you have what is uh where's your the best uh place that you have hosted um live events at
2: well i think that um You know, again, we've hosted events all over the world. Um, I particularly like Los Angeles, where I'm from, just because the, the connection between the industry outside of dance and Los Angeles and Hollywood and entertainment in general, it's so different than any other market. So for me, you know, if you can make it successful in LA, you can kind of make it successful anywhere, or at least you can make it successful in LA or New York. Um, so to me, I feel like LA is a strong point, but that's not to say that every market has its own, you know, kind of feeling to, towards it. You know, some markets have a strong sense of street dance. Some markets have a stronger sense of choreography. You know, some markets um, are are much more heavily populated. So you have larger crowds and some are just, you know, smaller, but just the intimacy of how it all comes together is is unparalleled. So, you know, everything has its... Its own unique uh, flavor, if you will, but it's all world of dance.
1: So, besides uh, besides the world of dance and what you're trying to do, are you guys trying to develop any other types of projects?
2: Yeah, there's a few things that are in the works. Um, I mean, we have a video game license that we're working on right now. I'm, I'm probably not at liberty to say who the partners are, but that's something that's um, of interest. And um, you know, we're again, we're in partnership with the Mavericks um, for the NBA year unfortunately things have kind of come to a stall based on the, the current times but um mm-hmm. you know we're hoping to continue that partnership um and then you know there's always the aspirations of developing your own show um right now we tour world of Dance live in, in a sense of the television show on tour mm-hmm. um but it would be great if someday we could create our own Vegas show or you know our own sort of standalone show
1: of course no that's definitely that's definitely something that uh that's definitely something that would be uh, something that many people would want to go ahead and watch and and and, and listen as well.
2: Yeah, you know I, I feel like uh, one thing about World of dance that's probably unique is we don't necessarily have like one um, focus, if you will. Our focus is on creating a brand that allows dancers to connect with in as many ways as possible. That's our focus. But how those dancers connect? whether it's NBA partnerships, whether it's a live show, whether it's a residency, whether it's a competition or an audition or a television show, at the end of the day, you know, we're still that conduit in terms of one brand that connects dancers in so many different ways. That's
1: amazing, and what's the age group of of these dancers?
2: Um, You know, the age group is probably varies, you know, 12 years old all the way up to 25, I would say that's our sweet spot. Mm but that's more on the competitive level. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when it when you're talking about the content in terms of the viewership of the content that uh, we're putting out there, um, it skews much older. Like NBC is an example. You know, we have women and families over, you know, up and down the gamut from, you know, 50 to five. Um, so, you know, it really depends on which segment of the business you're talking about. But that's another beautiful thing about World of Dance. It really doesn't have any ethnic barriers. It really doesn't have any, one specific um demographic or age group um and you know it's it's the world of dance anybody can appreciate it
1: no and that's amazing man that's that's definitely that's definitely something that uh hopefully once these uh once this crisis is 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 over with i'm sure it's going to end up growing even more so uh especially right now since people are like looking for things i mean i'm sure you guys are putting you know Uh, still have content out there for people to watch. I mean, right now is the perfect time for people to watch. (laughs) Seeing as nobody could really go anywhere or do anything, um, it seems like a lot of people are focusing on binge-watching a lot of different different programs on there. So I'm sure you guys are receiving a spike in that.
2: Yeah. Well, our our season four uh, world-advanced television, that'll air this summer. Um, so currently we're we're on the tail end of the season three airing. I mean it's already aired, but I guess you could still watch it on Hulu or any of the streaming platforms. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, season four will will air. Uh, I don't have the date, but I believe it's late May and will run through July.
1: And will you guys be uh, will you guys be making announcements on your social media? Oh, of course. What, well, well, then we. I'd love to go ahead and for you to tell uh, the audience how they could go ahead and stock World of Dance.
2: Yeah, no, it's 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 pretty easy. Uh, it's just at World of Dance, and that's on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, or uh, TikTok. So that's at World of Dance, and if you want specific information on the television show, it would be at NBC World of Dance.
1: Beautiful, beautiful. And speaking of TikTok, do you are you guys getting a lot of? Uh, a lot of contestants doing a lot of different things on TikTok as well.
2: Yeah, um, you know, TikTok as an example is is one of the platforms that skews a little bit younger and is very in tune with music. Um, you know, obviously, it came from Musically and, and that kind of environment. Um, we actually started our TikTok about sixty days ago, maybe two months now, mm-hmm. and within the first thirty days, we had already eclipsed, I think, 500,000 subscribers. Wow. Um, So it just goes to show how many people are in that platform. So if you are a business and looking to, you know, work your your brand into a younger audience, I definitely recommend TikTok as a place to be.
1: Yeah, I'm still trying to figure it out. <laughs> I downloaded it and I'm still like, what do I do now? Like, what's, what am I, where am I going with this thing? Yeah, I. That, but that's cool though. I mean, definitely uh, TikTok is something, and I know that TikTok's been around for a while too. It's definitely been around for a while, but it's gotten a huge surge of popularity in recent uh, in recent weeks, obviously for obvious reasons but i know uh for sure that a lot of like you said a lot of younger viewers are starting to are mainly into uh tiktok and everything so it would definitely be a good place for any anybody to begin their brand on there um but that's 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 amazing that you guys are are doing a great job uh david thank you so much uh for being on the xander effect appreciate your time i know you're a very busy man and i'm looking forward to uh checking out the fourth season of world of dance coming this summer
2: All right. Well, thank you for having me. Uh, Appreciate it. Good luck on the show. All right. Talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you so much, David
1: Gonzalez, for being on The Xander Effect. Really appreciate your time. Looking forward to the new season of World of Dance on NBC. In sports, uh, Johnny, Johnny, Johnny Bones Jones cannot seem to stay out of trouble. The UFC fighter seems to have gotten arrested in Albuquerque, New Mexico, a couple of days ago under, uh, under... Basically, he he got he got charged with driving under the influence, negligent use of a firearm, and possession of an open container. This is crazy. This guy he's already gotten in trouble last year for for charges of a, of a, of battery. Uh, so, on a basically, it was charges of battery against a waitress at a, at an Albuquerque strip club. So he's facing charges on that, and now he's got this on top of his plate. I mean, in a in a in a time of crisis that the world is facing, this guy decides to go out and drive, shoot his gun, and be drinking while he's doing it. I mean, this is incredibly irresponsible for him to do this. Uh, basically, what had happened was the. Police did approach the vehicle because they received reports of, of shootings and everything going on. And when they approached uh, the area, they found Johnson in, Jones inside his vehicle. Uh, they asked him about the gunshots, and he said that he hadn't heard anything about that. But they did notice. The police officers did notice that he was intoxicated. And of course, you know, they asked him to do a sobriety test. Jones consented to it, and uh, and he failed it. He failed the breathalyzer twice he also admitted that he had driven there and he was planning on driving back to wherever he was going which is another no-no um, they found the they found the, the the gun in his vehicle and they found a black handgun in his vehicle and they also found a bottle of requer- of recuerdo 750 milliliters behind the passenger seat so basically Jones, lied about the gunshots he uh I mean he at least he, he admitted that he was under the or he didn't admit that he was under the influence but he admitted that he had driven there uh and he was planning on driving back so I mean there's that I mean I don't know how 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 that's gonna help him any because now he's facing DWI charges he's also facing battery charges uh from from an incident that happened last year uh because it, it was an ass- he assaulted a waitress at an Albuquerque strip club. So John Jones is in a lot of trouble right now from through, from two different sides in the same city no less. And this is just this is something that has is becoming a habit to this guy. He basically had returned from uh, from you know from substance abuse uh, issues that he had. He had tested positive for for illegal substances you know in one of his fights, uh, you know in one of his championship fights. He has been he, he basically he hasn't been the most ideal uh, champion for the UFC. At this time, it's it's kind of foggy as to where Jon Jones' future lies right now in the eyes of Dana White and the rest of the UFC. So far, a few UFC fighters have come out on social media after learning about the news. For example, uh, Tiago Moretta, he posted on his Twitter at Team Moretta MMA, he says, quote, I think UFC's 205 division needs a new champ. One that's not forever in trouble. I think me and Reyes deserve to fight for the belt. At Dana White, at Mick Maynard, at UFC, at Dom Reyes, at UFC Brazil, at Al- Al- Alex Davis MMA, at ESPN MMA. Another person that also decided to join on the dog pile. Is his former training partner Diego Sanchez, who actually he he responded to a tweet that another person uh, posted. Uh, a uh, Damon Martin at Damon Martin, he posted basically the news about John Jones saying UFC champion John Jones was arrested for aggravated DWI, negligent use of a firearm, and uh, in Albuquerque late Wednesday night. He uh, he basically responded to that tweet by saying. Uh, Diego Sanchez said At Diego Sanchez UFC said Not even the coronavirus can keep Bill effing Cosby Jones Off of the streets of ABQ during this global pandemic What a bitch The fakest F ever Fake ass supporters and followers too Hashtag real burkirky so uh, many many fighters are very upset at at uh, the way john jones has gotten arrested yet again his irresponsibility especially during times of crisis when you're supposed to be isolated and staying in uh this guy is going out drinking driving shooting off his gun i mean it's incredibly irresponsible the ufc really needs to really needs to reflect on all this that's going on obviously uh john jones still needs a lot a lot of help. he was supposed to have gotten it a while back, but seems like that's not working. That 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 help is just not working. He's still very much troubled. There's a lot of things going on. Uh, at this point, my opinion, I think the pressure of being a champion, the pressure of being, uh, uh, you know, a role model, and all these pressures are getting to a person that has a problem with addiction and can't handle that type of pressure without taking a drink. So at this point, it would seem that, uh, in in my opinion, I believe that the UFC they need to really consider all these issues and possibly releasing John Jones because this is it's causing more controversy for the brand itself Dana White knowing Dana White he's uh well not knowing him personally but seeing how Dana White reacts to these things I am assuming that Dana White might just have to strip him of the belt uh he might receive pressure from the higher-ups to strip John Jones of the belt because he's just not he's, he's not being a good role model and they don't need that kind of negativity floating around against the UFC so possibilities are that that Dana White might have to strip him and release John Jones from the UFC uh permanently because he just you know this is like what third or fourth time that John Jones has has acted up and has had legal problems I mean he's now he's got two on his plate not just one he's got two now so this has got to be done and uh we'll see what happens we'll see what Dana White decides to go ahead and do to John Jones you know uh in the next, in the next, uh, in the next few days. In other sports news, Roman Reigns is out of WrestleMania due to uh, health concerns over COVID nineteen. Now, I have, you know, I, I totally understand what's going on here because uh, Roman Reigns, his real name is uh, Lee T. Joe Anoy, and uh, basically. He he's immunocompromised because uh, Roman Reigns had, had has uh, you know he's gone through leukemia, bouts of leukemia since he was a kid, and he basically you know he the leukemia came back uh, back in, uh, 2018. And, uh, he's, you know, he went, he underwent a lot of, uh, treatment for it. He, but, you know, you know, thank goodness he, he recovered from it. Uh, he's back to wrestling again. You know, he's back to being good again. Uh, he, you know, he sent the, he sent the cancer, the leukemia into remission again. So he's good to go. He's scheduled to fight, or he was scheduled to fight, uh, Goldberg for the WWE Universal Championship. But because of everything that's going on right now Roman Reigns decided to back out because he looks at it as you know what championship is not worth his well-being it's not worth his life I mean you know uh you know it you know heaven forbid that that uh that he would get infected he would definitely be it would it would it would kill him probably Uh, seeing as he's immunocompromised he's not the he he wouldn't be able to survive it and this is a virus that is attacking and it's killing most immunocompromised uh, patients so because of that he's decided to back out of of Wrestlemania and you know what it's a good idea for him to do so because again he's got more to lose he's got more to, to worry about he's got his family to worry about he's got his own life to worry about obviously so therefore you know it was a good idea for him to back away from this uh from this match. In other sports news, Melvin Gordon is going to the Broncos, but he's going to the Broncos with a little bit of a chip on his shoulder, and he's got his own reasons as to why. The former Chargers went on ESPN and basically said, quote, I just felt like a lot of people doubt my talent as a back." Just during the holdout saying he's just an average back. He's not this. He's not that. Just this year saying he's not the back that he was. I'm going to take that and use it as a fuel because I know what type of player I am. And I want to show that. I want to show that. And I am going to show that. I'm better than just average. So what he's talking about is that during the time that he was uh, that he was negotiating with the Chargers, uh, he was holding out on his contract for a while, and he missed and he missed three. He missed, uh, three, uh, he, he missed uh, uh, you know a few games during the regular season because of that holdout, and uh, you know they just he just didn't get enough uh, playing time during that time. So now he's gotten traded over to the Broncos. He's going to be playing for the Broncos this coming season, and he's got something to prove. It, and I believe I know what that is. It's called ego uh melvin gordon you what you're doing is just play the game man i mean you know put your ego in check i know you're 26 years old you'll be turning 27 in april you know it's time for you to, to do a little growing up here buddy I mean, there's no reason for you to go ahead and go into a a team with a chip on your shoulder having something to prove. You know, just play the game, enjoy yourself. I mean, granted, you know, you got 16 million with the Broncos, which raised a lot of eyebrows especially one eyebrow in particular in the name of Philip Lindsay the current uh, running back for the Broncos and basically you know he's you know the you know he's a little upset obviously with good reason because he's been a faithful Broncos there he's been a good an awesome running back uh you know he rushed for at least 1000 yards in back-to-back seasons and you know he's he's not too he's not too um He's not too thrilled that uh, that here comes Gordon taking sixteen million, and they haven't even done anything for him. But not to fear, because it looks like John Elway, the general manager and operations uh, manager for the Broncos, he actually went ahead and said that uh, you know they're going to look at uh, getting Lindsey a new contract. So it's more you know because basically he 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 they, he feels that Lindsey and Gordon are quote a one-two punch, a much needed one-two punch for the team. So, at this, at this point, it seems that there will be some renegotiations for uh, Lindsey's contract. Obviously, they need to go ahead and make him happy because he was there. He's been faithful, and he's been doing what he's got to do to make things happen. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens when the season begins and how everything is going to go ahead and flow with the new running back and the old running back come the NFL this fall. Up next in video game news, Resident Evil. Evil Resistance beta postponed on PS4 and Steam. I'll go ahead and give you the details on that. But first, it's the world premiere of AB's new single, Nobody, featuring Yellow Beezy right here on the Xander Fact.
3: I'll- I'll Tattoos on my body, ayy, through a dinner, is private, eh? I'm for show, you a probably, ayy, got the bitch on the molly, ayy I'm a church and they copy, like a shit and they hiding, ayy I'm busy getting a check, got them set in they best I'm in their neck, I just got brand new address I just might land on the deck, tell me what's next I got the Louis on me, I got them jewels on my teeth Square the beat, just go and Google the drip Bitch, I am who you gon'
4: see, ay. Say you got a bitch, but you keep fucking with me I in the
0: 305, pop out the TJ. Bank accounts along in the light, open, effort. Shit, too easy, ain't nobody fucking with me. Shit, so 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 easy, ain't nobody fucking with me. I need to spend a Spencer thing, yeah, that's what I like. Thanks. Take a
3: bit spot, yeah, that's what I
4: they don't drink it all, yeah, turn it tonight okay. Wanna hang with the gang, need a M-I-A. Run, it up, Run it, up. it up, fuck it up, broke bitch, shut it
3: up you. Broke boy, I will not give a fuck no. Pussy girl, but I don't give it up Yeah, I just be doing my thing, yeah No NBA, I got rings, yeah Robbins is all in my jeans, yeah
4: Say you got a bitch, but you keep fucking with. Fuckin with me Touchdown in the 305, pop out the PJ Bank account so long, you look like Oprah for Frank
0: Shit too easy, ain't nobody fucking with me yeah. Shit so easy, ain't nobody fucking with, with me Shit so easy, ain't nobody fucking with, so with, with me Shit
3: so easy, ain't nobody fucking with me Shit so easy, ain't nobody fucking with me so easy, baby. Why she call up easy, baby? Ice wet might freeze me, baby. Late pipe, she say, don't leave me, baby. pigs been teasing lately. Standing that pussy, yeah, he the greatest. Late night, creep be the crazy. Don't spit out that nuts, say, eat it, baby. Who fucking with us say, nobody. Baby, stop playing that rim that body. I'm really trying to get inside it. Put the soap wet, say, ooh, excited. Trying to get with you one night. Throw her back, baby, say, ooh, she fighting. Grab her back, say, ooh, she biting. Pulling me in, ooh, she like it. Ring, 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 call AB. All that tough dumb, my nigga, can't play me. Too cool little niggas say Swayze Ballin' on a nigga, call me yellow KD Boy, you can call a nigga yellow AD Not up on the grill till that bitch say cheese Been for the dick, bail the mama say please Be the pussy or real, real lazy
4: Say you got a bitch, but you keep fucking with me Touchdown in the 305, pop out the PJ Bank accounts so long the look like Oprah Winfrey Shit too easy, ain't nobody fuckin'
0: with me yeah. Shit so easy, ain't nobody fucking me
3: It's A B, baby, and my boy,
4: Yellow Beezy. Yeah, we fuck it up.
1: That was the world premiere of AB's Nobody featuring Yellow Beezy right here on The Xander Effect. In video game news, looks like Resident Evil Resistance Beta is being postponed on the PS4 and Steam. Due to technical issues, that's pretty much the only explanation Capcom uh, has given to, to every player that's on PS4 and on Steam, and they haven't really given anything else other than that. They haven't given a timetable as to when the uh, Resistance beta will be available for both of those platforms so I mean and, and it's kind of crazy because right now uh, Resident Evil 3 the Resident Evil 3 remake is set to be released on April 3rd so many of these players are wondering well I mean you know April 3rd is just around the corner and this isn't the beta is not even available yet for any of us to play it with so I mean it's still available it's actually available on the Xbox console so Xbox players they still have access to that but uh, for once <laughs> for once Months, PS4 users don't have access to something, you know, to, to a game which is usually the other way around. Usually uh, Xbox players are the ones that are having issues with uh, beta games and PS4 users are pretty much, you know, saying, we got it, you didn't. So so that's, that's how it goes with that. Um, according to IGN, Resident Evil Resistance is a multiplayer uh, horror survival mode where four players face off against a mastermind. The four players' goal is simple, survive, while the mastermind is responsible for setting up Variety of obstacles and traps to try and prevent survival. Thus far, there are four confirmed masterminds for resistance: Daniel Fabron, Annette Birkin, Alex Wesker, and Oswald E. Spencer. So, these. Are, this is all coming from uh, from IGN.com from an article on IGN.com uh, by Andrew Smith. And uh, I mean, it seems it seems like a really cool uh, remake of Resident e- of of the of Resident Evil Three. So that should be a lot. Of fun for a lot of gamers out there. Uh, of course, you know a lot of uh, Xbox players are already enjoying the beta version. So, so PS4 and uh, Steam platform players, you're gonna have to wait a little bit until Capcom fixes its technical uh, issues that they have. And uh, you know, I, either that or just wait until April 3rd when this when the game is released. That's it for the Xander Effect. That's the news. In case you haven't heard it, thank you so much for listening and tuning in. Again, I am still doing the uh, hashtag AW movement, which is the applaud workers movement. I'm still trying to get that uh, going and get that trending. Uh, it's in honor of all the essential workers that are out there putting their health at risk to continue to provide services for all of us. So definitely try to go ahead and make a video, uh, clapping your hands, applauding them, repost it on your social media. Hell, a lot of you are doing TikTok videos. You could take a, you know, you you could take 30 seconds to a minute to go ahead and post an applaud, giving your thanks to many of these essential workers again thank you so much for listening to the Xander effect hope to see you next time and remember music always always heals all we'll see you next time
0: live it up be taylor florida live it up
3: No talking not that up a maestro More like that lizard
1: from Guy Co The Xander Effect is powered by 5050 Global Music Inc BMG And Sony Music The Orchard In association with Art19
0: Media